this is United in Green. Uh, we have a little supplemental podcast that we're starting today. Uh, we have with us today uh, Coach Dan. Um, how are you doing today, Dan? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. So basically what we're going to do here with this, uh, with this piece of the podcast is we're going to break down some of what we see from, uh, from our new signings. Uh, we kind of know our, our returning players who, you know, they're kind of known quantities. Um, and we can get into some of the, that stuff on, on the main pod. But every single, uh, every single new signing we have, we're going we're gonna to jump in. We're going to kind of break down what we see out of them. There's not a whole ton of info, but um, that's why we have Coach Dan out here to, uh, to kind of guide us through some of that stuff. So, um, we're going to start off, you know, straight straight off the bat. We got some. We got three new signings. We have a whole bunch of uh, returning players, um, and uh, and it's in the squad's really starting to shape up. So uh, let's just start right straight off with a uh, with a kid uh, named Jackson Castro. <clears throat> Jackson Castro. He's twenty two year old, 5'8", 160 pounds. Um, he's a he's a senior. Um, he plays for the Creighton Blue Jays. Uh, and he's from Plano, Texas. His, his positions are uh, midfield and forward. So he had um, this this past uh, this past two seasons. He had 18 goal contributions. Um, and uh, you, you know, I mean, well, he had 18 goal contributions in his sophomore season, um, mm-hmm. and it dipped it dipped to eight last season. I'm assuming probably because of injury. Uh, he didn't he didn't start every game. Uh, yeah, he, he played quite a few less games last year yeah yeah so so tell me what what you saw straight off and 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 maybe we can just discuss a little bit about him yeah sure so you know from from what i saw from jackson uh it's interesting you know when we when we look at these new players we look at these guys coming into uh to the green you know it's always a question of how are they going to be able to mesh quickly uh with with pfeiffer's game plan i mean you know as well as i do these guys don't have a huge preseason with vermont green and so uh, getting to mesh quickly is is something that we really want to see. And with with Castro, what what I've seen and what I've taken away from his, his the limited amount of tape I've been able to see of him is that he's a hardworking guy. He's quick, a lot of good side to side movement, which is really imperative for a guy going to be playing in the midfield, at wide, or even up top. Um, and he looks like a, a very direct player. So you know, when we when we talk about sort of how will he will mesh with what we have going on currently and with some of our guys returning. You know, I see him as as a as a really good sort of ball playing center midfielder, uh, good in possession, good on the counter, which the, the Green have been sort of focusing on at least in the past season of you know gaining pressure or I'm sorry sucking up pressure and then releasing quickly when they have uh, when they have an opportunity for counter. And I see Jackson being a uh, being an integral integral piece to that, whether it is playing as the, as the high man right holding our line, holding up the ball up top, or as that sort of central or wide midfielder that starts our break out of the back. Um, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, younger for the, for the college guys. He's not, you know, he's not like one of the graduate students who's been playing for the last five to six years, but he, uh, he certainly does have a, you know, a, a pretty impressive college resume coming out so far. So pretty excited to see what, where Pfeiffer's really sticks him because I think that'll really determine what contributions he can make to the team. Right. I, and we have, we have seen in the past, a lot of these guys <clears throat> coming out of their colleges aren't necessarily once they get into Pfeiffer system or, or the Vermont Green system that we know, they're not necessarily going to be playing those same positions that they play, no. mm-hmm. you know, that they play uh, in their colleges. So um, he's projected uh, as a midfield slash forward. Yeah. Um, from what I saw, he 
he he does play kind of a more of like a number number eight type of a mm-hmm. type of a player. Um, he he is is strong in the midfield. He has a strong hold up play, for, and and it seems it, it seems that he can be a little bit um, almost jittery on the ball sometimes. Uh, he likes to he likes to get his shots off quick, uh, and he doesn't he doesn't mind shooting from outside the box either, which. We know which we saw a lot from guys like Zach Senge um, and and yeah. and uh, the like. I mean, just look at looking at his stats from last year. You know, forty-eight total shots, fifteen shots on target. So right. you know, not not a terrible conversion rate. I mean, with with his let's see here, you know, two goals, not awful. But you know, someone who's willing to take those longer shots, I think, is something that uh, Vermont Green sort of might need coming up i mean if we look at the way we developed in the attack in the past coming coming couple of years we've seen a lot of work with the ball inside the box a lot of goals from crosses um and it wasn't really until we had um oh my gosh uh gavork drby in last year who was really started hitting him from outside the box and unfortunately he was too good he got signed like three games into the season to the i think it was he went to the revs um but you know someone who can create a little bit of chaos from outside the box you know you know Wayne Gretzky's quote, which springs to mind, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. And, you know, when I'm coaching my guys, my, my, both my youth team, my, my under tens and my, you know, more developmental team, my under 15s is that you, you want these guys comfortable letting it rip from, you know, 18, 20, even 25 yards out if they've got the leg for it. And um, as long as you have guys crashing around the box or, or, you know, a formation that's set up to, to, you know, feed off of rebounds and pressure the goalie, I think it's, you know, a net, gain for Vermont Green there I, th- I think too like in that position you know um it, it, it did seem like his goal contributions obviously they dipped but um they they seem to form a, a lot around his distribution too mm-hmm. um yeah you know uh, something like seven seven assists this sophomore year mm-hmm. um it, it's just it, it it shows that like Vermont Green they go out and they find a specific type of player yeah um distributors guys you know which which can bring us into our, our next type of a player because um we lost we know that that moose is coming back this year uh thank god yeah thank god um somebody who's gonna be who's gonna be strong as a center back he's gonna be strong if he if he has to play a defensive midfield uh, position you know uh, sit in that number six and defend if he has to um but we have another guy who was drafted nate jones mm-hmm. um and uh and immediately traded to Colorado and looks like he's going to be betting in there. Hopefully, hopefully some, somehow making the first team, but you never know. I mean, he's, he's still a young player, yeah. but speaking of young players, the, the, the kid that, se- that seemingly is going to be taking a spot um, is a young man named Reed Fisher. Now he is, uh, he's a big, tall kid. He's 20 years yeah. old, really young, yeah. um, big, tall kid, big, fluffy, had a red hair. Um, he's six foot three. Uh, he's about 200 pounds. Yeah. Um, he Big also boy. he also comes in listed as a center back slash defensive midfielder. Um, he made the first he was first team all freshman team this year. Yep. Um, in 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 NCAA soccer, he was a Pac-12 freshman of the year. Um, that's a lot. There's a lot to be said for that. Uh, you know, from what I saw, he um, he's one of these he's one of these ball playing center backs. He's comfortable having the ball at his feet. Um, he is willing to, and actually can seem to kind of invert, um, 
and and play up play up through the middle on, on an attack or a counterattack. Um, but the biggest thing that I think I saw out of him um, on on my my five ten minute YouTube yeah. uh, deep dive was that he's fast. His recovery pace is fast, which allows mm-hmm. him. I don't know if that if that really means much tactically. Um, well, I, I certainly think it does. I mean, do we want to rely on our center back speed to catch someone? Not necessarily. We'd want him to be behind the ball. But, you know, when when we look back at how the Green sort of built possession when they weren't looking for the counterattack last year, you would have noticed that it was incremental progress. So the back four would keep the ball, maybe punch it out wide to one of the middies, bring it back. And, and recirculate it but that whole time they were making in- incremental progress up the field and it wasn't unusual for us to hold the ball for about a minute and in that minute start at the edge of our 18 and slowly bring the ball up the field until we're really starting our attack not in our defensive end but almost at the midfield line so a player like reed i think would slot in really well into that position because like you said he's quick he likes to play the ball so he can actually contribute, not just, you know, as a, as a player who's able to, you know, eat up space in the middle and then distribute, but also as someone who can come in behind our CDM, whoever that ends up being, and hold the ball there, converting us to a back three. So now we have a much more attacking and more aggressive stance going forward. Um, do I necessarily think that that's a plan that that Fiverr will go for? I'm not 100% sure, but what I can definitely say is the more condensed you can make the midfield when you're in possession and you're trying to work the ball wide, the easier it is to get up the field. So if that's a place where they see him playing, I, I certainly see it as, as something that'll be very beneficial. The one thing that we have to look out for is, you know, we know the caliber of some of the teams in our, in our division here. And a lot of them like to play big, long counterattacks, you know, straight out the box. So do we, do we, you know, have a, do we hedge somehow with him not fully committing forward or do we really just rely on his speed and, and you know, convert to a back three to handle those long balls when he's up in the up in the space in the middle? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, to your point, it's you know Vermont Green have a history of big, tall guys in the back and hasn't served us wrong yet. So, right, yeah, and, and, and that kind of brings me to the kind of the next piece here with him is and, and um, I think that we've always we've always. Uh, had a knack to score from, from set pieces, whether it's, you know, whether it's a, a nice corner kick or, 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 you know, uh, popping the ball over the top on a free kick uh, from, from somewhere in the midfield. And, uh, and this guy, this guy from, you know, what I saw, he's, he's a really good header of the ball. Um, he, and he gets him and it's not just because he's tall, he gets yeah. himself in a really good positions. Um, and, and, and I think that's that's gonna really that's gonna really serve us well. Um, and the reason you know the reason I really mentioned his retu- his recovery speed was because of something like you mentioned um, that I really noticed. Uh, it was hard to notice at in the home game against Western Mass because it was you know a goddamn downpour. But when we went when we went there on our away day mm-hmm. to watch, a lot of what they were doing is just kind of the low block encounter. I mean, yep. you see teams you te- see teams like fall back into that low blocking counter when, when they have, when you have an attack like Vermont green would bring. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of caught us and, and, and it caught Nate, it caught Nate Jones off yeah. uh, a, a little bit in that game. 
and they ended up scoring off it. I mean, it happened the entire second half. It's just they were just popping balls over because we we're playing such a high line. Now, a guy with a recovery pace and the speed that he has, like, um, I did notice I was looking at some of his high school numbers. He ran like a five-minute mile. And that, that for a dude who's for a dude who's you know six two six three uh, you know close to two hundred pounds yeah. in high school that's that's a pretty good mile man. oh certainly yeah, yeah so I, I, mean, I, I, I yeah I was just gonna say like it, it's it's interesting when you when you sort of you know as a coach and you 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 know I I I've coached in of course the, the Vermont area but I've coached also in Massachusetts and, and in New York and seeing the sort of different styles of play from even just within New England. And, you know, I'm not here to say that, you know, Burlington, Vermont's a bastion of uh, soccer excellence compared to the likes of Boston or Tampa or Houston, right? But what you see around this area is really just a, a reliance on on the press and on the counterattack. And I think that that's sort of gone out into in, into the the amateur leagues around here into you know into the usl too it's not stemming from burlington but it's a style of play that's popular in this area and having someone that can both be sort of a ball playing center back to build up our attack from the back and also be have that speed have that physical ability to counteract any sort of large you know balls over the top or balls sprayed out wide i think is uh, i think is something that's going to be really helpful um do I think that we're going to see a lot of kick and run? Probably, probably not. I mean, unless we're playing, you know, Boston City every week. But you know, you never know. You can never really base your tactical analysis um, on any of the USL two games based off what you saw last year because it could be a completely different squad. Right, right, right. And and you know, that's what kind of makes this uh, super interesting to me is that it can be every single every single year. You know, can be. A completely different squad or even with the returning guys you know having to learn how to play with the new guys yeah and the new yeah and and i think that speaks a lot to to um you know how these players are coached uh growing up not just growing up but like through college through high school through college um being able to it, it, you know a lot of them even still play like u18s up in, in, through their clubs their youth yeah. clubs you know, so they have to adapt to different styles everywhere they go, different coaching styles, different, different, um, you know, d different tactical styles. Um, yeah. and, I mean, it's, it's really a testament to sort of the modern approach to soccer coaching or the modern approach to the game is that, you know, we no longer want to coach someone to be a center back or to be a holding midfielder, right? We want to, we want to coach them to be malleable, to be flexible, to be agile so that, when they come out of their club and go to college or when they move on to a new club or whatever it is, if that coach sees something in them, that's like, Hey, I think you'd make a, a good center back when you're traditionally, you know, you know, an outside midfielder, you know, it's, it's conditioning. It's, it's the simple things. It's the basics that they need to be so on top of that they rely on in order to remain malleable and flexible. Um, and I think there's no better place to see that than the USL. Um, now getting into and before we we get to uh, our our final player here, um, getting into um, this competition coming up in March, the U.S. Open Cup. Mm, yeah, yeah. So um, these these guys that are being introduced early, um, and, and we're hoping to get them in from their colleges, um, you know, early enough to to you know, get some legs underneath them, help them to understand, um, 
whatever system that they're going to play with, uh, whatever tactics they're going to play with. Um, and, and it's going to be really tough. So I think it's really important that we have these guys who have experiences at, at big colleges, big schools um, who play at a, at a very, very high level. You're going to see guys um, coming back out of, out of Providence, guys coming in um, out of Syracuse uh, in Creighton um, and even like Reed Fisher from San Diego state. Hopefully yeah. he, He's um, going to be allowed to come here and play in in March, um, but I think that I think that you know having having the ability to have to recruit all these players out of their colleges, um, whether they're fifth year seniors, whether they're freshmen sophomores, yeah. um, I I think it's it's going to help us and it's going to help them. Like, what do you oh. see? What do you see? Like us looking like in March. Yeah, that's the question, right? I mean, that's where the rubber really meets the road. And, you know, uh, that's a, that's a, that is a tough question. What I hope I see us looking like is just a, you know, a, a complete squad that is, is ready to compete against, you know, slightly higher, uh, a higher level of, of competition come the U S open cup. Um, I have no aspirations of us, you know, really going super far doing, you know, the amazing things I'd be there full throated, losing my voice every time if, if we did, but you know, what I want to see is sort of what Vermont green was sort of built on. It was, it's, it's a club that's here to compete. That's here to put a good team forward. That's good. And it's going to do it for all the right reasons. Right. I, I have no, there's no doubt in my mind that come March, come the U S open cup, come whatever may that our guys are going to be ready to compete and be ready to play because with the returning guys, they know what it means to play for Vermont green. They know what it means to, to be, you know, to wear this, you know, floral, floral away shirt. Um, and so that's really the hard part, right? It's instilling value into these already talented players. It's instilling a mission. It's instilling a purpose into this, this group of guys that, you know, Pfeiffer has shown to be already so skilled at, and we could see the guys returning. They want to play for us. They, you know, they've they've talked to all their college friends, and they're uh, they're, you know, coming back to us anyway. So, you know, when we talk about March, when we talk about the U.S. Open Cup, I want realistically two competitive games. I want to beat whatever team we come up against in the first round. That's you know at our level, and then I want us to compete because that's the only way that a club grows is through competition. Um, I don't want, you know, two walkover victories. I don't want three walkover victories. I want our guys to work. And uh, I think that they will. I, I think, you know, and I think that will prepare them for, for what's coming in, you know, in the summertime too. Um, being able to compete at that higher level. And I, and I think that's why you see teams like Western Mass Pioneers and, and, and uh, Seagoats United that like, like they're seaport. able to compete. What's that? I think it's seaport. Seaport. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, um, you know, I, I think that's why you see those teams, um, and, and especially the, te the teams out West that are consistently in, in the competition, yeah. in the cup competition that, you know, they have, they have that ability and they have the ability to recruit, um, guys to come play for them because they know they're going to be in those big competitions and it sets them up for the season. 
um, being in that competition and, and, and they're playing against better, better, more skilled teams, uh, essentially. And, you know, you never know you, you could be a Houston and, and pull something crazy off. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. it can happen. It can happen. I mean, we even, we already had one of our guys, Deba, uh, last year playing against Messi, right. With the, yeah. with the Birmingham Legion, I believe it was. So, right. I, I mean, from a purely soccer standpoint, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It frames the season. It gets the guys going. It really sort of acts as that, you know, as, as I, as much as I hate to say, it acts as a preseason, right. To get the guys uh, meshing. But the, but the bigger thing is in, in my mind is that, you know, as someone who works in the youth game and has devoted a, a large portion of their life to growing the game of soccer in the U S um, I cannot tell you the impact that these games have on the soccer community uh, in and around Burlington. It's insane. I have, you know, everyone from, you know, the U8s at Burlington Football Club all the way up to our U19s come up to me and go, you know, you were the guy that was screaming on the megaphone at the game. I loved it. Like, you know, when are the tickets going on sale for next game? How do we go to more games? And it's, you know, instilling that that passion, the love of the game. And I think that the U.S. Open Cup is an even bigger opportunity for us to do that if we if we show up and compete, which I think we certainly will. Yeah, uh, I, you know, your first game uh, is going to be an amateur versus an amateur team. Exactly. Uh, and and I would put I would put this club with with the the coaching staff, uh, the 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 ownership group, um, the the founders for yeah as they like to be called. Um, because you know they they put ownership in in into the fans too, so I I would put this Vermont Green Club up against any of those, uh, even the the quote unquote bigger more oh, established yeah. uh, amateur clubs around. So I I look for them to be super super competitive, and hopefully once the NISL gets their shit together, we find mm-hmm. out you know when who we're going to be playing and when. And where, yeah. and you where. know, it, it yeah. will be, it will be a regional game. We know that. Yeah. Uh, and it will be an amateur team. So, um, and it's a coin we, flip on location as well, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we have a good shot as any to, to get, get a game here at virtue and, and, you know, March. Yeah. So that, that will be cold. It, it will be fun. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to it. We have uh, one more player that's been announced. Yeah. Uh, our most recent player, um, Again, another another little little fast guy. Um, this guy he comes out of uh, uh, Accra, Ghana. So he is uh, um, he's a young man who was who was given an opportunity to to, to uh, through through the Ghanaian government um, and their soccer federation to um, to come over and and have experience and go to a prep academy here in the United States and in, in, in Connecticut. Um, Again, like I said, he was five. He's five nine, hundred sixty pounds. He he is one of those graduates, uh, one of those graduate players. Um, played four years at North Carolina um, for the Tar Heels, um, which is a, a pretty huge, really respected program. Yep. Um, and uh, um, you know, he he knows the Northeast. He came here, played at a at a school in Connecticut. Um, a big soccer school in Connecticut. Let's 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 say that too. Um, he um, is just transferred to to the national champions, uh, Syracuse University, and uh, he is also listed as a midfielder slash forward, which yeah. is great. We have we have these guys who are like Swiss Army knives. They can 
kind of do yeah. anything, play anywhere. I mean, that's that's what uh, Vermont Green Football is all about, like you said. Um, what I saw is like he's got some pretty decent footwork. Um, he's he's able to get in into the corners and out of the corners pretty easily. He puts in a hell of a cross. He's fast as all get out. Um, and he plays mostly on the left, which is which is going to be good when they're we're in the attacking side and we have to we have to cheer him on. Uh, yeah. His name's Ernest Bauer. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what you saw out of, out of this guy. Yeah, I mean, I watched. He actually has a, a highlight tape put together from his time at the Tar Heels, so that was that was really good to see. Um, but from from what I can tell, you know, this is this is someone who I'm I'm really excited about uh, jumping yeah. on jumping into the green. Um, he's a dynamic player. He does a lot of work, like you said, on the wings, but also at the top of the box. And he he's sort of that sort of uh, spark plug, for lack of a better word, uh, in an attack that can take it from, you know, a, a, you know, take us from possession to creating a goal scoring opportunity. He has that that sort of lightning fast quickness that can he can accelerate up to speed with the ball at his feet, make some quick decisions, move the ball or shoot. Um, there was one goal I actually saw uh, from him that was was quite impressive. He uh picks up the ball right at the top of the D beats a man, dishes it out wide on the left, re- receives it back at the right, at the penalty spot makes his man miss and just slots it away. And I think that that sort of composure in those tight knit spaces, that ability to be, you know, calm under pressure, execute, and then finish is something that, you know, is going to be super, you know, super helpful for the, for the green. Um, especially when, you know, we've relied so heavily on, on, you know, you said set pieces in the past and being able to generate something so quick uh, would be, would be great. Um, But that's not to say he can't hit set pieces because he certainly can. There's a number of, a number of videos I've seen of him uh, when he was still at uh, North Carolina where he's, you know, I think he's number two on outside the box set pieces. So he's not taking every single one, but there was there was a game I forget who they were playing against, but he he scored twice off of set pieces from outside the eighteen. Neither of them were really scuffed shots, and one he was even able to go over the wall near post um, and and go you know pretty close to the upper ninety. So, you know a, a a dual or triple threat kind of guy. It sounds like I don't think he's going to be much of an aerial presence, but you know I never was, and I I turned out okay. So. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to to see what he has to has to offer. Like you said, he's he's an older guy in terms of the Vermont Greens typical roster. He's a sixth year or fifth year, I, I can't quite remember. Um, but uh, he's someone who's going to have that that wealth of experience under his belt, playing for the Tar Heels, um, and and being able to sort of understand now what it means to play in big games. Yeah, he's um, he was particularly impressive to me um he did he did an interview and he was talking about his experience talking about where he came from and and how he got to the united states and and um he seems just a a a very well-rounded young man you know we don't and and i think that's a testament to to um to the way that the coaching staff here really recruits um they don't they don't want just guys that are skilled you know, they yeah. want guys that, that have character, the guys that, guys that will fit into the community or, and, and build, help build the, not just the soccer community, but, um, you know, build and grow and grow, uh, you know, our, our, the community around our youth and, and, and around diversity yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, and he is going to be a perfect, perfect addition to this team in, in, in all of those respects. Um, but you know he's got he's got some big shoes to fill. Like he's yeah. 
he's coming off of, you know, if he's going to be playing on that left side, he's his shoes, the shoes that he's going to fill were filled by, by, you know, club legend, Sam McCann. Yep. Um, we had Gavork Diarbian, we had uh, D'Agostino, like w- there's a, and, and I, and I think that, you know, all three of those players are had their own type of you know that the the way they played was all different yes um, certainly but yeah. they're they're all dynamic i think i think sam was it's kind of an outlier because he wasn't necessarily like thought of as the guy on that side yeah. he, he worked hard enough to to get himself there while not necessarily having the skill of the others and but he, it, you know he came out of a lot of heart um and, and at a, he came there at a time that we really needed him. Um, the other two were already thought of as being, you know, yeah, the next they big were thing. And, talisman and, pieces, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And I and I think that um, uh, I'm going to call him Big Earn, but uh, <laughs> even though he's a little dude, um, I think that I think that he has a, the opportunity to really turn some lights on here at at, at Virtue Field, and I, and I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully he doesn't get pried away before the end of the season. Yeah, that's always the danger, isn't it? You get a guy that's just too good to be playing at this level. Um, yeah, yeah. But, mean, Gavork was was otherworldly, yeah. you know. Yeah, time. I mean, I don't know how we even got him to play the what two or three games he played for us, but <laughs> right. you know, we got lucky. Um, and yeah. it was just after I wrote that song about him too, which I was really pissed about. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, look – Vermont Green has a heritage of of you know techie wingers who are able to to play the game in in a way that you know many others can't. And with with Ernest's introduction into the into the club, it'll be very interesting to see if they give him the freedom to express himself, to be that creative winger, to be that guy who's able to transfer inside, outside, wherever he needs to be um, to make a play. Um, I don't think Pfeiffer is particularly rigid in how he lays his roles out. So I'm excited about that, but you know, it, it's, it's like, like I said, I think this guy's a bit of a Swiss army knife and hopefully, you know, he's, he's sharp. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I guess we're coming up on time here. Uh, as we've, we've uh, gone through our three players again, uh, Jackson Castro forward midfielder uh, for Plano, Texas, uh, Reed Fisher. He's a defender. Um, comes out of San Diego State. He's from Huntington Beach, California. Uh, and uh, and Ernest Bauer. Uh, I, I think that, you know, these first three introductions are going to be, you know, just the tip of the iceberg. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and we have we have returning players as well. We have Musa coming back. We know we have Zach coming back, right? Zach Zenge. Um, and he's technically kind of going to be on loan from Columbus Crew because he also got drafted. Yeah. So it'll it'll all his time here will all depend on when he has to go back to Columbus if they need him when and if they need him and where they need him you know if he yeah. gets stuck in the MLS next or whatever. But yeah. I I mean look, look the U.S. soccer system is kind of just broken and you know as as a guy who's trying to help his players get up through the system and I get the question, do I go U- MLS next? Do I go straight to college? Do I go to USL? Do I do X, Y, or Z? You know, it's, it's really, you know, and this is my little micro rant about the the state of us soccer is that ever since the, you know, the world cup was here and we had that big fallout between the U S soccer federation and us soccer and sort of the complete disorganization uh, of, of the leagues, 
So we've really made it hard for a player to get quality development, quality training all the way through. Right? Everybody's competing for the same people. And, you know, as someone who has firsthand experience with, with MLS Next coaches and someone who has first set, you know, firsthand experience with the whole US ODP program, it's it's like a minefield out there. Yeah, it may work for some people, but a lot of a lot of young talent is getting wasted in the US right now. And it's it's something that, you know, it's I'm not gonna go all Lexi Lawless and you know go off on a 45 minute rant about, but it's something that we need to have fixed and we need to have fixed soon because we're in our golden generation right now. Uh, with the World Cup coming up in in twenty six, um, and if you know if we trot out the same guys we trot out in uh, last year or two years ago, uh, we're in some trouble. And you know the the right. main the main way to fix that is to fix the developmental system. Right, exactly. And and uh, and I think that you know for what it's worth, Vermont Green is actually uh, taking part in, in in helping to fix that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think a lot of these USL two clubs are. Um, it's no, it's no fault of the clubs or really of any of the owners of the clubs whatsoever. It's really just a a breakdown in communication between two groups that are in power and no one wants to, no one wants to be the one that gets absorbed. They want to be the one that does the absorbing. Uh, Exactly. And, and, uh, what we really need out of it, I think is a handshake, um, and, and to not take advantage of some, uh, some of these kids and, 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 uh, and give opportunities to kids who might not have them otherwise. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So with that, um, this has kind of been our first uh, tactical preview uh, of, of our, of our, uh, of our new segment. Um, and uh, we're going to be coming back to you with, uh, with some fun guests coming up. Um, but just to do a little bit of, of housekeeping here, we are the United and Green podcast. Uh, you can find us on all of your uh favorite podcast platforms except for apple who somehow does not want to uh accept whatever algorithm we're 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 sharing with them but um we're still working on trying to get that that fixed i've had a number of emails with them but um if you need to please uh go to any of our uh, social media you find us on facebook but you can find us mostly on instagram uh feel free to dm us and uh we'll get you that rss if if apple's the way you want to go um Dan's going to be, uh, Dan's going to be joining us, uh, join the crew, um, as the season goes on and, uh, and, uh, good to have you on board, Dan. And we're going to hear more from, from Dan as players get announced. So the likely it'll be, uh, every other week, I think we're planning on doing this. So it's going to be really, really fun. I, I can't wait to see, uh, to see where this goes and see where this season goes up. Uh, any final thoughts, Dan? Uh, no, I think it's something to, uh, really nicely. Thanks for having me. Um, I'll do my own little pitch real quick. Absolutely. Burlington Football Club, uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization in Burlington, Vermont, giving a high quality soccer education to uh, anybody who needs it, anybody who wants it, regardless of, of ability to pay, ability to speak English, or really any ability. Um, you know, it's a it's a great foundation, one I've been very proud to work for for the last five years. And um, without them, you know, I don't think that the 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 youth in Burlington would be getting the soccer education that uh, that they need. So uh, that's my little bid there. Looking forward to be back with you in a couple of weeks, Poppy. And uh, yeah, it's been great. I can attest to what Dan is saying here. Uh, you, you know, uh, my son plays with uh, plays on a team with uh, a, a bunch of kids from BSC and uh, kids from Nordic uh, and um, kids from the former Vermont Patriots and, and, and you know, the Fire Post kids, too. Um, and, and I and I really appreciate what you do, Dan. Um, 
we we all do because because you're instructing our kids and you're you're instructing the the next the next generation of, of youth in, in, in northern Vermont at the very least. So um, we appreciate what you do and uh, we appreciate you being here with us. And uh, until next time, uh, up the green. Up the green. Have a good night. <laughs>